tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus. A probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. There are a lot of things that influence developing an addiction, and none of them are that we're weak-willed losers. In the Sober Powered Podcast, you'll learn how and why addiction develops, how alcohol changes the brain to keep us drinking, and most importantly, that you're not alone. The things you experience are experienced by many of us. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about dopamine. So we know that dopamine is associated with addiction, 
but I'll explain what dopamine does and how it makes it tougher to quit drinking. You'll learn what animals who have damage to their dopamine systems are like, how dopamine affects our desire to search for alcohol, and how punishers and aversion affect addiction. So let's dig in. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter. A common belief is that dopamine is what causes the pleasure that we feel from alcohol. When we drink alcohol, endorphins are released that bind to opioid receptors in the brain, triggering the release of dopamine in the nucleus accumbens, which is a part of our reward center. Endorphins are what feels good, and dopamine makes us pay attention to it and remember how it feels good. So dopamine helps you focus in on the pleasure and create a memory of it. So dopamine release in this area of the reward center creates a strong memory of the drinking experience. So it causes our brain to focus more intensely on the experience. And this creates a really strong memory of the pleasure that we feel from drinking. The reason that we have dopamine at all is because it's a motivational chemical. So when we do something like eating, drinking water, having sex, or sleeping, the brain makes that feel good because we need to do it to survive. So dopamine is released in the nucleus accumbens, and that creates a powerful memory of the pleasure that we felt so that we are motivated to continue doing it. So dopamine helps us survive by allowing us to form memories of the pleasure that we're experiencing. So dopamine causes our brain to focus more intensely on the experience. So this means it's analyzing the situation and creating memories which end up being cues and triggers. What caused the feeling of pleasure? When did we experience it? What were we doing? Who were we with? Where were we? Things like that. So the brain wants to remember this information and link it to the pleasure that we felt so that we can find this thing again. So if it's food, for example, the brain would remember where you found the food, what you were feeling, where you were, and all of this would cue you to find it again. So dopamine allows us to form memories that trigger us to search for the thing that caused pleasure. And then whenever we encounter these environmental cues again, it causes a strong urge to seek out the substance, behavior, food, whatever it was. So dopamine also plays a role in tolerance because unnaturally high levels of dopamine are released in response to alcohol and other drugs. So the brain becomes overstimulated and overwhelmed. Just like how the brain responds to the relaxing effects of alcohol to cause or worsen anxiety, the brain will do two things to try to adapt to overstimulation from dopamine. So it will produce less dopamine and it will reduce the amount of dopamine receptors that are available. So then less dopamine can bind at a time and stimulate the brain. So if you didn't listen to episode 22 about anxiety, make sure to go check that out because it's a really similar adaptation. And both of these changes, so producing less dopamine and then reducing the amount of dopamine receptors, result in alcohol having less of an effect on the brain, so we have to drink more. And the other problem with tolerance is that it affects natural rewards too, like eating, having sex, spending time with your family, or doing hobbies. So this is why a person who's deep in their addiction will feel depressed, lifeless, lacking motivation 
and unable to enjoy things. Their reward system has adapted to the rush of dopamine from all the alcohol or drugs that they were taking. And since those rewards are so much greater than natural rewards, it makes the natural rewards worthless. Animals who have damage to their dopamine system are unable to move their muscles, and if they're not fed, they will die of starvation. They will try to escape from being restrained or from an ice bath, but if they're placed in an open field, they won't move. They're unresponsive to the smell of food, and they ignore any water or food offered to them. Dopamine is important for more than just addiction. It helps us get motivated to keep ourselves alive and to learn new things. We're born with unconditioned reflexes like getting scared when we hear a loud noise or how we react to sour foods. But during the course of our lives, we need to learn how to respond to new things to survive. And without dopamine, these animals never learn this and they don't survive without being taken care of by humans. Parkinson's disease is caused by a degradation of neurons in the brain that control movement. Dopamine and other neurotransmitters work together to control movement, but Parkinson's results in the death of neurons in one specific area of the brain. Neurons in this area of the brain are all dopaminergic, meaning that they communicate using the neurotransmitter dopamine. And since these neurons are dying and aren't able to produce dopamine, it results in tremors, slowness of movement, and balance issues. This is why animals that had damage to their dopamine systems were unable to move. Parkinson's damages one specific area of the brain, but dopamine in other areas of the brain, like our reward system, is responsible for motivating us to do things. So the animals that I was just talking about had damage to their entire dopamine system, which is why they lost the ability to move around and the ability to be motivated to do anything. So you can think of dopamine not as a pleasure chemical, but as a motivational chemical. So searching requires learned associations between the reward and what happened right before the reward was felt. If you know that food is rewarding, but you have no idea where it comes from or how to get it, then you're probably not going to search for it. Dopamine neurons respond by burst firing or releasing a big burst of dopamine. So they become activated when a predictor of a reward is triggered, like when you sit down at the bar and the bartender comes over. Speaking to the bartender is a predictor because you know that your drink is on its way and your brain starts to respond to that by releasing a burst of dopamine. As we strengthen the associations between the predictor of a reward and the reward by repeating that behavior many times, burst responses start to develop for earlier predictors, like seeing the bar. So this is another reason why it's so hard to stop drinking, because it's not just talking to the bartender that becomes a predictor and gets our brain excited and anticipating the reward of alcohol. Now it's the bar or the time of day or the day of the week or the specific person that we would go with. So these predictors don't disappear because you're sober. They're burned into your brain and they cause cravings and urges when they're triggered. So I hope that made sense. So a big part of drinking is anticipating the reward of drinking, the buzz when the alcohol hits your brain. And it's that anticipation part 
that starts to activate our dopamine system. And as you link the predictor of drinking with drinking, now that just becomes one thing. And then your brain starts to associate earlier predictors with the same reward. So that's why maybe three o'clock will start to feel really good because you know work is almost over and it's almost time to get your drink. Where before three o'clock was maybe just three o'clock. Dopamine is also involved in punishers, but this is less understood than in reward reinforcement. A 2015 study found that when rats were ready to work for cocaine, but the cocaine was delayed, it became aversive. This didn't result in the animals not wanting cocaine, though. It created an aversive state of mind, which the animals wanted to avoid, so they took even more cocaine when they could. So this is like us escaping unpleasant and stressful situations by drinking. So punishers are also associated with drinking. So you'll remember anything that delays you getting the reward of drinking and you'll work really hard to avoid it. Long-term reinforcement of either a predictor or a punisher creates a permanent response where sequences of environmental stimuli lead the animal or the person to the drug. So like I said before, it's not just when your drink arrives. It becomes earlier and earlier things that start to trigger you because your brain is remembering all these different predictors to getting the reward because we're repeating the same behavior over and over and over. So then all of those behaviors become linked to the reward of drinking. And the problem with that is all of those behaviors then become cues and triggers that create cravings and urges to drink. So in the case of cocaine and aversive stimuli, these become cues that predict a delayed reward. So this means that someone addicted to cocaine would work really hard to avoid these delays. So these types of cues can cause high amounts of stress. So overall, dopamine is not a pleasure chemical, it's a motivational chemical that causes us to seek out and search for alcohol. So dopamine allows us to remember how amazing alcohol is and not just remember that alcohol is amazing, but remember how we got it, where we got it, who we were with, when we got it, and all other different kinds of cues that can predict when we're going to get the reward of drinking. And these cues and associations make it really hard to stop drinking because they don't go away. So you still have the same response. If you're cueing one of these predictors, your brain thinks you're going to drink. So it starts becoming activated like it's expecting alcohol, but then you don't give it alcohol and you feel uncomfortable. So every Tuesday, I send out emails where I review and go more in depth into what I talked about in my podcast episodes, and I'll include pictures of the brain and other images that help you understand what you're hearing. So if you're interested in getting more of a visual reinforcement of this, then please visit the link in my show notes or just go to my website, soberpowered.com, and you'll find a way to sign up for my emails. And I will talk to you next week.
it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.